Chapter Four of Fritz to the Front by Edward L. Wheeler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. The Ghastly Relic. Meantime, Fritz had been in the old rookery some time prior to the arrival of the bearded men. No sooner had he entered the large hall and closed the door behind him than he felt a sort of dread of something he knew not what. There was a damp, musty, deathly smell about the place that he did not quite like. "'I don't know whether I was afraid of ghosts or not,' he soliloquized, pausing and gazing around him. "'It looks as if this might be a place better they manufacture ghost shows, but somebody has lifted here once upon a time.' The carpet yet remained upon the floor of the long hall, and also upon the staircase which led to the upper floor. There was also a large picture hung up on the wall. Passing along the hall, Fritz tried each of the doors which opened off from it, but in each instant he found them locked, and was unable to effect an entrance. "'Well, dot looks like ash if nobody was to home,' he muttered. "'I'll try der upstairs part, und if I don't have no better success, I will stay out mid der hall.' He accordingly ascended the hall staircase, and proceeded to take a tour of the upper part of the rambling old structure. Here the doors were all locked with one exception, and this had evidently been left as locked, the bolt being turned. But the door not having been tightly closed, the bolt failed to enter the socket. Opening this door, Fritz entered, and found himself in a large, furnished apartment. There being a carpet, old and moth-eaten, upon the floor, several pieces of stuffed furniture, which had also been victims of moth and worm, and a large round oaken table in the center of the room and over this, suspended by a cord which was fastened to the ceiling, was an object which caused Fritz to utter a grunt of startled alarm. It was a man's head, cut from the body at the throat, and held in suspension by a cord fastened to the long hair. The head had probably hung there for a year or so, for the flesh had dried down upon the bones. The eyes, however, retained their glassy stare, the teeth showed to ghastly advantage, and the heavy black moustache and goatee bristled ferociously. Fritz gave a startled cry, and his hair fairly raised on end, as he beheld the strange spectacle. But the longer he stared at it, the less his alarm, and finally advanced into the room. "'By shiminy! I was scared like ash der doifle at first, but now I don't vos a bit afraid.' Somebody hanged out up there just for a scarecrow. If their ghosts was to see it, I'll bet half a dollar they would run. Just then there was a flash of lightning and a heavy roll of thunder, which caused Fritz to start and give a nervous glance at the swinging head. I don't quite vas like it here, he muttered uneasily. It makes a feller think he's going to get smashed up every minute. I wonder what they keep up there and his eyes rested upon an aperture in the ceiling, such as is often provided in houses as a means of reaching the roof. A stout rope hung down through this opening to the floor of the room, and had evidently been used to climb up into the attic. Fritz was just contemplating it, when a sound of footsteps in the hall outside aroused him to quicker thoughts. "'I'll bet a half a dollar it's a ghost coming,' he gasped the tendency of his hair being again decidedly upward. But it was a cold day when they scalded me mit their tommyhawk, as long as I can climb. Accordingly, up the rope he went, hand over hand, with the agility of a monkey, and soon gained the attic immediately above the chamber. 
it was a dark ill-smelling place and so far as fritz could see used for no particular purpose whatever ensconcing himself directly beside the aperture through which he had come up fritz prepared to await developments he was not a little anxious to know who the newcomer was whether a human or spiritual being for if the latter he had a curiosity to inspect it in a few moments the door opened and a strapping irishman stalked into the chamber a lank lean specimen of humanity with a kilkenny face red hair a fringe of reddish beard under his lower jaw extending to his ears and attired in brogans short pantaloons and a blue soldier coat with grimy clay pipe in his mouth and battered plug hat on his head of the rail old race of irishmen he certainly was a good specimen or sure it's devil one room but they have locked and a sorry place it is too for a decent irish gentleman and the son of a duke at that bad cess to sich a country anyhow it's work like the devil for a bit of grub and when a man gets out of work sure stomach has to pay for it if he is ask a man will he be after given yes a nip of bread he'll tell yes or off wid ye ye murderin trump or i'll sick that purr upon yez bedad i'll yous pet half a dollar der irishman vas pin stoppin mit staples fritz muttered with a grin taking a peep at the son of erin he vas hungry like vat i vas wonder off he haf discovered their skeleton yet avail the hibernian had not evidently for he was perched composedly beneath the suspended head sorry place this is for the son of a duke he went on muttering sure it looks as if the old devil himself had been here guess this property would be sellin mointy cheap that while uh, as a heavy clap of thunder caused the house to shake from stem to stern a sorry wild night it's going to be and it's meself that's wishin i was back for it's the further side of the big puddle ha ha laughed fritz throwing his voice to the farther side of the room yes ha bad cess to the likes of yez whoever ye may be the irishman cried fiercely gazing in vain around the apartment in search of the author of the laugh ho ho itchy dirty irish fritz caused a different voice to say in a still opposite part of the room no i'm divil a one of the likes the son of erin cried getting angry bad luck to yees if ye gets me hands on yees it's a devil's own trouncin ye'll get entirely i'll have yees know my name is patrick grogan and it's the dacent gentlemanly son of a duke and a duchess i am bedad a son of a gun more likely look out you bloody irish or i will spit on you fritz caused the suspended head to say in a hoarse gurgling voice aha it's spittin on me yees'll be eh the hibernian cried leaping from his seat his walking-stick in hand a formidable piece of real thorn oh you black livered o mudden if i catches won't i tight yez to be decent and civil to a gentleman then chancing to glance upward he saw for the first the swinging head and in utter horror dropped upon his knees and raised his hands upward in supplication oh holy virgin mary protect me he howled his terrified gaze glued upon the unsightly object oh murder and maria osh bad luck for i have done mr divil sure it's nary a thing wrong i've did nor shalthen i never been guilty of you vas son of a seacock came from the head 
yes oh sure as anything is wants mr divil only don't be after hurtin the likes of me then arise dirty irish and climb into the attic before the spirits come to wrap their icy clutches around you sure i'll be after goin pat cried and he did go not up the rope but out of the room as fast as he could go nor did he pause until outside of the house as fritz could tell by the sound of his rapidly retreating footsteps well dot vos pretty good fun fritz muttered with a grin i dink i vill vait till some von else comes he had not long to wait before footsteps sounded once more coming up the stairs just as the storm broke loose outside and torrents of rain poured down upon the roof while the thunder rumbled ominously presently two men entered one carrying a lantern for it was now quite dark both were roughly dressed and brutal-looking fellows wearing heavy black beards hm was fritz's mental comment as he beheld them i'll bet a half a dollar i smells von mice if i haf not made a big mistake i dinks i haf stumbled right in der smuggler's den vot i am looking for it was only a sudden suspicion to be sure nevertheless it struck him very forcibly one of the men set the lantern upon the table and then perched himself beside it while the other sat down upon a chair and gazed speculatively at the ghastly object which hung suspended from the ceiling i wonder how long afore the rest of their boys will be here he growled don't know the other fellow replied hope they'll come afore long and settle the matter so that we'll know what we've got to do how do you think it's going don't know reckon the majority will be again the poor cuss i'm thinking that way too i kinder hope not though for i don't fancy the job Shh, you're chicken-hearted without cause he has never made love to you darn it no but he's too fine a specimen of manhood to feed to the sharks phew many's the one better and he what's enriched the bottom of the sea i wonder who the irishman was we met him at the front some tramp i'll allow who'd sought a night's shelter here and got skeered at our friend bill and he glanced at the swinging head with a laugh hello i say bill how are you getting along in your new place of residence first rate apparently answered the grinning head followed by a ghostly sort of gurgling laugh gee hosaphat cried the questioner leaping to his feet thunder and lightning did you hear that hand well i should murmur hank grunted leaving the table with a spring and landing near the door what the devil's the matter cuss it if the cadaver old bill budge didn't speak the first man cried get out budge had been dead over a year how in thunder could he speak maybe a spirit he's come back into his head Pooh! impossible it was our fancy we didn't hear nothing hank growled edging a little nearer to the door you're a liar thundered the voice seeming to come directly from between the pearly teeth of the suspended head and to make matters worse the head began to swing slowly to and fro with howls and curses the two masked men made the hastiest kind of exit from the room and down the stairs while fritz in the attic was convulsed with laughter that was better than half a dozen suppers pie chimney he snorted holding his sides all was quiet now for some time except for the howling of the storm without but finally footsteps were again heard and eight men all masked but one filed into the room the eighth man was a young man of prepossessing appearance unmasked and had his hands bound behind his back 
he was better dressed than his grim captors and there was a fearless cool expression upon his face that at once won fritz's admiration ha hank and jim have been here already and gone a tall broad-shouldered member of the party said they'll be back directly no doubt and now hal hartley we will proceed to review your case and dispose of it according to the decision of the majority go ahead captain the prisoner replied calmly i am as well prepared now as i shall be End of chapter four